Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, SFFYAL listeners, and welcome to Backlist to the Future. Our bi-weekly installment of recommendations from the deep and sometimes dusty corners of science fiction and fantasy. Because one show every two weeks is just not enough to cover all the books we want to talk about. I'm Sharifa Williams, I'm recording on July 2nd, and today I'm talking about beach reads. But before I talk about my beach reads and what beach reads mean to me, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor, which is Flatiron Books, Publishers of Mirage by Somaya Dow. Cinder meets Shatter Me in this immersive and captivating fantasy about a poor girl who must become the body double of a princess of a ruthless empire. If you loved The Wrath and the Dawn and Children of Blood and Bone, Mirage will captivate you, says the Christian Science Monitor, and Entertainment Weekly calls this a beautiful and necessary meditation on finding strength in one's culture. And I personally love this book. We actually talked about it on a previous episode, and it's great for fans of space princesses and science fantasy. So if that sounds like your jam, you should definitely check out Mirage by Samaya Dowd, again from Flatiron Books. Thanks for sponsoring today's episode. All right, let's talk beach reads. Now, a beach read is kind of this lulzy word. I know some people roll their eyes at beach read because what even does it mean? It can be applied to many types of books depending on who you're asking. But for me, a beach read is a book that simply has an easy to follow plot and one that's generally uplifting. If it's also lighthearted, fun and adventurous, and it also gives me like a few laughs to go with whatever extravagant cocktail I happen to be drinking, even better. And I know that it's kind of a weird time to talk about beach reads because many of us won't be heading to the beach this summer. But I did buy an inflatable kids pool that you best believe I'll be using in my apartment on summer days if I have to. And I'm sure I'm going to want some reading for that carefree situation. So my fantasy pick for this one is a book I literally read on a beach in Aruba years ago. It's The Hike by Drew McGarry. And now I'm the worst at reading while traveling, so I think it says something that I gobbled up this book in short time while I was on vacation. The Hike is this journeying tale following suburban family man, Ben. And Ben is such a regular Joe, I never fully formed a vision of what he actually looks like in my head, if that makes sense. Which is unlike me, because my imagination is out there as a longtime science fiction and fantasy reader. I guess that's not, you know, um, unusual. But think of Ben sort of as the medical device salesman looking to buy an A-frame in the Poconos on HGTV, basically like no, nothing, 
no insult to medical device salesmen, but that is basically the type of person he is. But Ben is kind of not the point. It's more about what happens to Ben when some way, somehow, while taking a hike during this business trip he's on, he comes across a truly weird and terrifying scene and flees the scene, landing on a path that takes him into the worst kind of wonderland. So Ben goes on this hike and... He goes on the hike to find the world's creator and to bargain for his release for, from it. And then along the way, he visits some surreal destinations and meets characters, both, you know, fearsome and hilarious. But my favorite character in this book is a talking crab because, you know, I'm a sucker for a talking animal. And crab is kind of like Jiminy Cricket if Jiminy Cricket rattled off expletives and grumped about things and was not so helpful. <laughs> So I would say don't expect deep meanings in this book. Don't expect sort of your head to be cracked wide open with newfound perspective, but do expect to have the feels, have some laughs, and keep turning the pages to find out what happens next. I love a journey tale, and I love weird wonderland, so I really enjoyed this book. Again, that was The Hike by Drew McGarry. And I don't often read or come across hopeful science fiction, so this one was a little bit harder to pull out of my head without, you know, sort of leaning on a lot of familiars. I'm not going to tell you to read Becky Chambers today, even though you should, but maybe because science fiction often shows us kind of the abuses that may come with advancement. I I don't come across these hopeful, uplifting, happy, joy, joy books, but uplifting science fiction is my favorite when I can get my hands on it. And while I've read some really hysterical sci-fi, the book I'm choosing is a quick read with a lot of heart that left me feeling really hopeful, even during you know, the cold, gray Portland winter back when I actually read it. So I'm talking about Mem by Bethany C. Morrow, and Mem is set in Canada in, I believe it's the 1920s, they recall like an Art Deco time, and this isn't the Canada you may know. This is an alternate history Canada where a Montreal scientist has discovered a way to extract memories and house them in the clones of their source humans, and the new tool is only accessible to the wealthy who can afford it. And it also requires this housing location for the clones somewhere out of the limelight since the media and the general public are all interested in these scientific creations. But you can hardly call the vault home. It has the name vault, so that gives you some hint at how cozy and homey it feels. And scientists and clients aren't really concerned because the clones don't seem to be sentient. So instead of living their own lives and having their own thoughts, these mems live in a sort of loop, hyper-focused on the memories stored within them. But then you have Dolores, who is very different. She has her own thoughts, her own opinions. She is her own person, or at least she thinks she is, and she doesn't exactly know what that means for her. But she is generally an anomaly, and because of her unique situation, she's of particular interest to the world outside, but her differences place a potentially unwelcome ethical question mark on the whole program. So Dolores yearns for something more than the life of a mem, and she and the relationship that develops between 
her and one of the scientists may end up shifting her life and the program and policies around this scientific breakthrough. Again, it sounds like it can go into painful territory, and I'm not saying it's all butterflies and puppy dogs or anything like that, but it is a beautifully written novella that you can read in the span of a day while you're laying about maybe, especially if you're a fast reader with a chunk of time. And it also has a romance element, moments of this glittery art deco world of of bygone Canada, alternate history bygone Canada. And I think it's ultimately going to leave you with a smile on your face because it definitely did for me and I felt great after reading it. So again, that was Mem by Bethany C. Morrow. And that's it for today's episode. Thanks so much for listening. Email us at sffyeah at bookriot.com as usual. You can review us on Apple Podcasts. It helps other people find us and we love to hear from you. You can find me online on Instagram. I'm at Williams. That's S-Z-A-I-N-A-B Williams. And until next time, happy reading. Happy reading.